Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1. According to Israel's security establishment, Hamas leader Yahya Sinwar has been, quote, out of contact for the past 10 days with no communication with Qatari and Egyptian mediators during this period. Channel 12 News suggested that the reason for this disconnect is unclear and could be attributed to Sinwar being on the run or engaged in a tactical maneuver or simply unable to establish contact due to the ongoing communication issues in Gaza. During the past few days, several decisions have been made by Hamas without Sinwar's involvement although they may not necessarily pertain to the hostage deal. Additionally, Khan News reports that the Israeli security establishment assesses that Sinwar was not involved in issuing Hamas's response to the Qatari hostage deal framework earlier in the week. Israeli airstrikes pounded the city of Rafah, heavily populated with civilians, on Thursday, February 8th. This occurred shortly after Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu rejected a ceasefire proposal from Hamas and indicated potential military action in the region. The Israeli military did not formally announce these airstrikes and declined to comment on whether they signaled the commencement of a ground offensive, citing their policy of not discussing operational activities. The IDF reported that fighting continued across the Gaza Strip, with airstrikes being carried out against Hamas cells attempting to attack troops. In southern Gaza's Khan Yunus, the IDF reported that the commando brigade operated in the western part of the city, raiding Hamas sites. An IDF drone reportedly spotted a Hamas cell placing explosive devices near the commando troops, and within minutes, an aircraft struck and killed the operative, according to the military. Additionally, in Khan Yunus, the IDF stated that troops of the Border Defense Corps 414th Combat Intelligence Collection Unit spotted two armed Hamas terrorists and directed an airstrike that eliminated them. A flight operated by Israel's national airline El Al had to make an emergency landing in Greece after a passenger on board tried to gain entry to the cockpit. El Al Airlines said in a statement that the traveler had been removed from the flight, originating in Prague, the Czech Republic, on Thursday, February 8th. The airline reportedly said that El Al has a zero-tolerance policy for violence and we shall continue to ensure the safety of our passengers. The Jerusalem Post, citing Channel 12 News, reported that the passenger had tried to infiltrate the cockpit of the plane during the flight and later had been escorted from the aircraft in handcuffs. The identity of the passenger wasn't immediately clear, and data from the website FlightAware shows that El Al Flight 2522 made an emergency landing in Greece about two hours into its journey to Tel Aviv. Number 2 The special counsel tasked with investigating President Joe Biden's handling of classified documents has concluded that no criminal charges are warranted in the matter. This determination stands even in the absence of the Department of Justice's policy barring the prosecution of sitting presidents. The findings, detailed in a comprehensive 345-page report released by the Justice Department on Thursday, February 8th, presents a complex evaluation of President Joe Biden's actions. While the report does not recommend legal repercussions for Biden, it paints a critical picture of his conduct and cognitive faculties. Among the revelations, Biden is accused of mishandling classified material concerning the 2009 Afghanistan troop surge and sharing such information with the ghostwriter of his 2017 memoir. Additionally, the report highlights instances where classified documents were found in insecure locations, such as an open cardboard box in Biden's garage and a filing cabinet under his TV. Special Counsel Robert Hur, a respected former U.S. attorney, elucidated 
on Biden's lapses in attention and vigilance, stressing the importance of securely handling classified materials. Her acknowledges that while Biden's actions may have been unintentional, they nonetheless constitute serious breaches of protocol. Central to the report is the notion of Biden's memory lapses, with her noting instances where Biden struggled to recall significant events, including his tenure as vice president and the death of his son, Beau. These memory deficits are expected to feature prominently in any potential defense strategy employed by Biden, making it ironic that while President Biden intends to claim that his memory is hazy in regards to his handling of the classified documents, he is nevertheless as sharp as a whistle and can handle another four years as president. During an appearance at a retreat for House Democrats, Biden addressed the report emphasizing the differences between his case and that of former President Donald Trump. Biden expressed satisfaction with the special counsel's decision not to pursue charges and asserted that the matter is now resolved. Her's report suggests that Biden's memory limitations could have played a significant role in his failure to return the classified materials, potentially swaying jurors to view his actions as an innocent mistake rather than willful misconduct. Despite the scrutiny, Biden's cooperation with the investigation, including his disclosure of the Afghanistan documents whereabouts, is likely to be interpreted by some as indicative of a genuine oversight rather than a deliberate violation of the law. During a press briefing shortly after the report's release, Biden appeared visibly emotional as he addressed a line from page 212 that suggested he couldn't recall the timing of his son's passing. Quote, I understand there's been some focus on a particular phrase in the report regarding my memory of events, Mr. Biden stated, his voice wavering with either frustration or grief. Quote, there's even mentioned that I don't recall when my son passed away. How dare anyone bring that up? Biden emphasized that he had worn his son's rosary, quote, since the day he passed and engaged in tense exchanges with journalists probing his recollection, even as he struggled with memory lapses a scenario he and his team had hoped to avoid. Number three. New York State Governor Kathy Hochul expressed surprise at New York City Mayor Eric Adams' sudden request for an additional $1.6 billion in funding for the migrant crisis, stating that the state had already allocated a significant contribution. Despite the unexpected plea made by Mayor Adams during a budget hearing in Albany, Governor Hochul emphasized that she and the mayor maintain a positive relationship Governor Hochul clarified that Mayor Adams did not directly approach her with the request and highlighted his gratitude for the existing support from the state. Meanwhile, Adams criticized state lawmakers asserting that New York City deserves more financial assistance due to insufficient action from Washington. Governor Hochul's proposal for an additional $500 million of st uh, in a state fund injection for the migrant crisis raised concerns among legislators as well as those in the governor's office, particularly in light of Adam's funding request. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio and have a great day.